for listening to the Arcade Vaults podcast, where we talk about the week's gaming news and other gaming-related stuff. Welcome to the Arcade Vaults podcast. Good morning, good evening, afternoon, wherever it is you're watching from. Uh, I'm Chris, uh, hosting alongside Tom. How you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, all right, yeah. Enjoying lockdown in the UK. Just the sun through the window, Uh, yeah. Yeah, you may notice uh, that we both have sunlight blaring on our sides here, just about. Yeah. Um, it's really nice outside, but all my curtains have been blacked out to try and manage light because it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I also, like, also, I've got quite big windows, so it feels like I'm a bit like an ant under a magnifying glass at times. It's been a nightmare. Yeah, I've, I've, all, this, all the sunlight's coming from one side at the moment, so all it's doing is making one side of my face look really shiny. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Um, we're going to be indoors, and we're going to talk about uh, the top stories in games, uh, news, other stuff to do with the arcade vaults, the retro game scene, anything to do with gaming, really. Uh, this is the first episode of many, we hope. Um, so hopefully you'll watch and listen and enjoy what we have to talk about. So uh, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the top stories of the week in the gaming world. I feel like it's week. Like we've said week, but it's it's our first one, and I feel like a huge amount has happened. Like, nothing happened in lockdown for weeks. And then we just hit a two-week window of just stuff flying at us. This is true. This is true. Yeah. So, so in theory, going forward, it will be a week-to-week conversation about the top <laughs> stories. But for our first one, we're just going to talk about what we have just seen happen in the world. And mm. let's be honest, the big news, we know what the big news is. It's all about the PlayStation 5. There's been so much stuff happening with the playstation 5 i i, I can't even keep up anymore um yeah. it's, it's got, been a crazy few weeks it has, it has. we got uh, the ghost of shishima shishima am i saying that right shishima shishima, shishima. last of course the last of us part two i think oh God, <laughs> I, I think the entire arcade vaults team uh is kind of going a bit crazy about this game mm. uh we've got the big announcement happening on the 4th of june um which we all suspect uh, I think it's Jason, Jason Schreier that mentioned it. Yeah, it was yeah. Schreier. Yeah, it was Schreier it, that dropped it. Yeah, I think it, we all know it's going to be physical. A physical look at the game, the PlayStation Five, isn't it? It's, it's going to be right. You would think so, right? Like you would think so. So like it, it happened like one after the other really quickly, where we had Ghost of Tsushima that dropped with that gameplay, and then I think Jason Schreier. Though we then got an announcement of The Last of Us Part Two. But before we got there, Jason Schreier said that there was another announcement coming on the 3rd, I think he said initially. Mm-hmm. And now we know that it's happening on the 4th. So it's, it's coming like really, really thick and fast from there PlayStation, is. for sure. Which, they've been relatively quiet, right? Like, we knew that the console's coming this year, we knew, this holiday. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's pretty much what we were told. Nobody really knew what was happening with COVID and stuff. We had mm-hmm. a that really, really technical demonstration of, um, like... 
it was a lot of tech stuff, SSD stuff, and sound stuff from Max Cerny initially. Yeah, yeah. And then they went radio quiet, right? Uh, and it's like you say, the, the the whole thing with COVID has kind of probably had a massive, massive influence on that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think if you look at that, if you look at that schedule, realistically now, we should have had probably that slice from The Last of Us about a month ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We would already be playing The Last of Us. Oh. Now we would be hearing about Ghost of Tsushima going yeah. into that this month, and then. I would assume then the announcement would be right, but instead we've got Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us, and probably a PlayStation Five launch within, like, potentially a three four month window, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and no it doubt happen really quick. And no doubt there's going to be lots of game new game announcements at the same time that we're not even aware of. There's there's bound to be um, another kill zone. Kill zone at a launch of a PlayStation seems mm-hmm. to be a, a thing, right? Um, yeah, they normally do, right? It's normally a good tech demo for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Even though they're not necessarily the greatest games in the world, I'll be honest. But you know, they, they I do... really like the Killzone. Really? I really like the Killzone games, but I feel like I really like the Killzone games because I, I had a PlayStation, right? Like I played Halo, and probably like as a teenager, I wanted something like a bit meaner, and Killzone felt a bit like that. <laughs> but I mean, like meaner. even that though, like normally that's a given that we get a Killzone mm. at launch, right? But yeah, yeah. we know that Guerrilla Studios, like Guerrilla Games, they're going to be working on, you assume, whatever the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel is, which yeah. hasn't been announced, but we know that they're going to be doing that. But then also, it wasn't too long ago we heard about that whole studio expanding and rumours that they were divvying up the team into two different projects. So, Because mm-hmm. I know Killzone Mercenary was a very short Killzone game, right? Yeah. Clearly there to just show off what the machine can do, so... It, I can't, do you know what? I can't even remember how short it was because I, I'll be honest, I don't think I actually finished it. I think I got. Uh, the, this is the PS4 one. That was three, wasn't it? Yeah. Killzone 3, yeah. I think I got into I don't it. Maybe. Killzone. No, Killzone Mercenary was the Vita one, wasn't it? Shadowfall. Killzone Shadowfall was the PlayStation 4 one. Shadowfall, yeah. Oh, so many different ones. Look back at my shelf. I have a shelf. Have you got it, yes, yeah. uh, 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 I might. I don't actually have it. It was a launch title, wasn't it? Interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's the launch title? Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. Um, I think the other one as well is like Housemark, the guys that did Resogun. Oh, yeah. Initially, I, like. I I mean I I think Resogun was uh, uh what what would you call it uh, not an under it, it went it did go under the radar a little bit it was I, it's one of my favorite games one of my favorite launch titles ever but it wasn't like yeah well renowned but. Like it, I think it got. I think it got a lot more people playing it because it was a launch site and there's just not a lot else to play. But I think it's also really underappreciated because it's an arcadey shoot 'em up, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But then the house mark. Yeah. I think house mark have stepped away from the arcadey shooters. So I believe they stopped. They're going to stop yeah. making them. So I don't know what they're if they're going to do anything. If they're going to do anything been, at all. They've been quiet, right? They've been quiet. Mm-hmm. But they they seem to have a good relationship with Sony. You assume, yeah. right? Like Resogun was a big game for PlayStation like launching like you got a lot of buzz on the PlayStation 4 early on so it did, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I do think I'm still adamant like we still don't know right and we don't even know what backwards compatibility looks like for PlayStation well but this is the interesting thing there's no thing. way for me that you get The Last of Us Part 2 then go to Tsushima then launch a whole new machine and not have those games somewhat playable on that machine going forward right now this is this is key here because from everything I've read uh, and from what was announced in the last couple of weeks, anyway, uh, I think uh, Jim Ryan has said that the PS4 is going to be supported long term, uh, and I think that uh, the general consensus is that any new PS4 games have to be available on the PS5. 
I believe that's what they've said, mm. right? So, so they they will there might be PS5 exclusives, but that don't necessarily go in the PS4. But there are no longer going to be any PS4 exclusive games going forward. I don't know what yeah. that means for games that have been in development just in the last year or two. Does that mean they're all going? They're all they were already planned to go straight on the PS5. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so like that quote especially was one of a few right that came from uh games industry.biz article the gym right, where right, he talked yeah. about a lot of this stuff that's right yeah. um and there's a lot of really really good quotes and like interesting quotes from him in terms of it seems like they're ready to start talking about the machine now which is interesting because again this came i think was this the second time he's mentioned it uh, i'm not sure but yeah so i'm having a look here so christopher Dring wrote this up for gamesindustry.biz and that was the 29th of May. Okay. So you're talking about showing gameplay for those two massive titles for PlayStation, showing, we assume showing the console and telling us about price and launch windows and Jim Ryan going, like there's there's more said from Jim Ryan here than I think we've seen from PlayStation all the way up through this year, right? So mm-hmm. they're going fast and hard, really, really quick. Yeah. Well, I think they learned a lesson going back to the PS3, right? Don't don't release expensive, don't release late. Um, you know, be first out of the gate and hit yeah. the ground running. And I think they did that right with the PS4 and they're going to do it again. I mean, you know, announce, yeah, announce, announce. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, if they, you know, if they can, if they can launch those games, I mean, it's a difficult one because on one hand, you want those games to sell as much as possible, right? You want, yeah. the, I know a big part of Delay in the Last was, was they wanted to shift so many units to that game. They have huge expectations. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if you're expecting people to rebuy stuff on PlayStation Five, then you're going to have people potentially holding off on buying from buying a PlayStation Five. But if you can just say, "Cool," if you own that on PS4, you can play it on PlayStation Five. The same way that we've heard Xbox saying, "That's that's huge," you know. Like technically, you have. I I suspect Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Shima they're going to end off that PS4 generation as two of the best games that that generation has seen potentially. Yeah. If you can simultaneously finish off that generation with those games and kick off next-gen with enhanced versions of those games, that's yeah. already a hugely strong release window, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but do you want people to be shelling out 50 quid for each game again after they only did it a few weeks ago? I can be honest, though, it worked with the PS3 to PS4 generation shift. I, I, I can safely say I bought, I bought The Last of Us at the end of the PS3 generation and got it again on the PS4. It's, you know... And there was, there was a chunk of time between those two though right like it took a while for them to get remastered on yeah maybe 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 i'm just thinking i mean don't get me wrong if it happens i will rebuy both those games again as well <laughs> exactly as that's that's what it comes down to you right of course probably 500 pounds on console like yeah. i will but will normal human beings do that i don't know i don't know but then um, but, uh, but you see forget early release buyers are not normal human beings they're early release buyers they're there because yeah. they want to get in early they're the ones with you know, spare cash. Well, realistically, spare cash, yeah. and, and uh, they're the ones able to go out and buy stuff. So, you know, they're, they're targeting those people because those are the people who are going to get hyped about the console. They're the people who are going to spend the money. Yeah, they will buy it twice because, and I would buy it twice probably as well. But you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. It's a. There's a lot. There's a lot going on with the PlayStation. There's a lot happening. Um. But let's not forget the Xbox as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the big news? They've said that there's going to be thousands of games available at launch. Um, that's kind of a weird statement to make. It feels like, I, 
I'm not sure how I feel about it. I okay. Open honest confession. I think you know this, Tom, as well as uh, anyone who knows me. I'm not the biggest fan of the Xbox. I I was a PC gamer. I still am to some extent, but the Xbox has never really appealed to me because it just I don't know. Uh, but but it, you know, like on paper, it looks like everything they're trying to do here is they're trying to appeal to gamers. They're trying to make Game Pass a big core part of everything. Yeah. They're making backwards compatibility a big core part of everything. So maybe this thousands of games available at launch is a good thing, but I I don't know. Um... I think so. That so I I was late. So I was a big Xbox 360 player. I really liked the original Xbox, and I didn't buy an Xbox One for most of last gen. And I bought the the original Xbox maybe a year ago for about eighty quid or something. I got it dirt cheap. Um, and Game Pass like is a really really good service. And I think launch is going to be really interesting for Xbox because that's the main thing that gets me is it's not just that they're saying there'll be you know thousands of games available like they'll be available at launch and I think Xbox are really pushing home this idea that you'll be able to go out buy your Xbox Series X come home plug it in everything you've been doing on One X is going to be there everything that's been happening on your Xbox One original if you've never upgraded it that's going to be there good to go Series X so you're launching into a library right which doesn't tend to happen normally you have that drought at the Sat of a gen, so that seems to be what they're going for because we mm. we know that. So we know Halo is going to be on its way, and it's going to be a launch window. I mean, of course, well, it is, that's yeah. that's going to be a huge game for them. The next Gears of War is probably going to be a while away. They seem to have some kind of pretty decent deal with Ubisoft around Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and a lot of the messaging around that game mm. is in line with you know Xbox and Series X and stuff. We've not heard PlayStation shout about that game at all, mm-hmm. really. Mm. So it's it's going to be there, but I think like. Yeah, like I just said, if, if Tsushima and The Last of Us can launch on a PlayStation 5, and then they can also say, yeah, and coming this generation, you've got Spider-Man 2 and The Next Horizon and God of War 2 and all those games. Meanwhile, Xbox is sitting there going, look at all these games. You certainly have a generation where it's just going to be quantity over quality and, and meeting in the middle there somewhere, right? And how does that, how's that going to lie with games, though? I mean, I don't know... I don't know whether quantity is important. I mean, you look at all, look at the current generation as an example, and let's be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm being, probably being biased, but Sony have had the superior quality games, and it shows in their sales. Oh, oh yeah, it's not right. I mean, you know, but you can't. I don't know if throwing throwing every single game at a platform to see what sticks, well, mm-hmm. to see if anything sticks, is going to help. I don't. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see, but uh, it is yeah. a big. It, it's. I mean, it's no. It's no mean feat to say that thousands of games are going to be available I guess uh, it's quite impressive um, and, and I guess it also shows that the Xbox or Series X isn't really new technology it's just a really advanced Xbox One I guess I think if we're being real like both these machines all the stories coming out seem to be like they're. I think with the PS4 generation they're glorified PCs at this point you know well yeah um, yeah yeah you know like that that's the in terms of system architecture like they'll they'll run those games fine mm. I think the big thing that PlayStation are going to keep struggling I was reading something earlier saying that there's already whispers that PS2 and PS3 games will be on there. Well, PS2 emulation isn't hugely demanding, no. right? But PS3, even now, a whole generation on, like that a... machine is such a nightmare to manage. Yeah. Like you can still only play weirdly and awkwardly emulated versions of PlayStation 3 games through PlayStation Now. Like it's yeah. it's not a great time. So. Now... 
Or I don't. I don't think. I don't think PlayStation. Uh, I don't think Sony intends to. I think PlayStation Now is the is the backwards compatibility yep. game. I don't think they're going to bother with emulation. I think why why no. emulate when you can just use now on. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's there's obviously emulation happening. So I don't know if you've used PlayStation Now, but when you go in and play those no. older games, it takes you into what used to be the PlayStation Three kind of dashboard, right with the little icons and the stuff. Yeah. So you don't have a PS4 that it literally emulates and like that's what's built into playstation now okay. so that's how they've managed it they're obviously running playstation 3s off in a server somewhere and, and <laughs> streaming you the feed right there's so Which many of them out there. To... yeah i would <laughs> I, i'd actually put money on the fact that that's what they're doing i would i mean or in some form yeah. anyway in some form yeah, yeah or some kind of system running the ps3 os right or whatever that yeah. is well, but yeah i think it's i think it's going to be really interesting because like sony know that they're okay with those first parties like they're fine they're comfortable I think yeah. the other thing for Xbox is obviously saying we bought a bunch of studios that they've invested in a lot of different studios. Not all those studios are going to strike gold straight away. We know that with things like Sea of Thieves and State of Decay that have come out and they've been good, mm. but they're not even close to, to the first party output from Sony or Nintendo, right? Like, mm. It's not even a competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they seem to be hanging out all of a sudden. Like Again, if you're going into the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 generation and you're told, well, you can play assassin's creed valhalla and cyberpunk 2077 on your xbox one x and then you can just get a series x and keep on playing them looking yeah. even better and it doesn't cost you anything third party support is going to be well, it does it costs you for xbox. i mean it costs you the new console but you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah the new hardware will cost you but that that game's not going to cost you anything again right so yeah. cyberpunk i know cd Projekt have been pretty black and white and saying yeah if you buy the game once you shouldn't have to buy it again that's how we land on it so if you buy it on the Xbox One X, you'll be able to I, play it on the Series X for nothing. I do and like, they, yeah. that's that's where I'm going to be playing that game now. I'm going to be playing it on my Series X, uh, on my Xbox One X, and not my PlayStation Four because of that. Mm. Yeah, so okay. It's, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it no, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, you know, I get it. Uh, I, I like that idea. I, I it, there's, there's a, I think, um, I think one of the issues is. Uh, Gaming generations, especially the ones that can afford the early adopters, I think they're a bit stubborn. Maybe um, uh, in their, oh, I think no, stubborn's the wrong word. I think maybe we're hard to shift. Uh, but when we do shift, we shift. But you know, we're hard to move. Look at look at when Xbox tried to do all sorts of things the last generation, um, and the, the uproar. You know, uh, the the talk of the digital age. It still hasn't really transitioned over to a fully digital age. But I think gamers are stubborn in some way. So I'm, I'll be curious to see what happens. I'll be curious to see yeah. if Microsoft can pull it off. If anyone can pull it off, it's probably Microsoft. I say that, but yeah. then, you know, they had struggles last year or the current generation. So let's yeah, see. I mean, I'd probably say, like, so I assume what we're going to be doing is the, the articles and the news stories that we're talking about, we're going to put those links kind of in the comments as well. So yeah. if you want to have a look. Or, so I think or here, or here. Yeah, one of, the, one of the directions that we go for. Yeah. But yeah, so... I know a lot of the stuff from Microsoft is Ryan McCaffrey at IGN, who like he's had really good coverage with um, Phil and the guys at Xbox, and they've been talking a lot. And it is, it's a weird one because they're coming up from behind, but there's some really good stuff there. Mm. Um, yeah, and that that Jim Ryan piece, which Sony are weird, they don't tend to have public discussions as much as they used to. They seem to want to move away from that as a company, but. It's a really, really good gamesindustry.biz piece to mm. so go and check out. Games Industry does a lot of good pieces like that. So, uh, yeah, a good place to check out really that good. kind of inside stuff. Um, yeah, so um, we can't just keep talking about Sony and Xbox. Uh, although... No, as much as they want that. They, they want, want that, that yeah. Um, so um, 
let's talk about something that's slightly tied with Xbox. So this is interesting. Uh, there was a very, very recent, very new and anna- weird announcement from Sega. Um, so they, they're celebrating their 60th anniversary this year, I want to say. This year. Um, <laughs> they have got a major scoop that they're going to reveal in the next issue of uh, apparently an iconic Japanese gaming magazine called Famitsu. Uh, it's yeah, on, Famitsu's big deal. Uh, and it's on June the 4th, coincidentally. Uh, so there has been huge speculation over what this big announcement is because apparently it's groundbreaking, it's shaking. Um, one of the rumours is uh, that uh, Sega might be bought out by Microsoft. I'm not sure if that's really true. I don't think that, that will ever happen. Um, the other is... Um, the other is that I, I, I really, I'm really struggling with this one. If it's true, next week or the uh, week after, yeah, if it's next week, you can uh, slap me around the face virtually, Tom, because I, I just refuse to believe this is true. <laughs> there is a rumor that Sega are going to release a Microsoft, uh, an Xbox console. So it'll be a Sega Xbox console. And the idea is, apparently, through the rumors, is that it's the only way that Microsoft are ever going to break into Japan, which we all know yeah. has been a is a massive problem. They've never really been able to do it. Uh, this is the rumor. I I, I I call I call bullshit. I'm sorry to say. Right. It's <laughs> yeah, like, it's a crazy one. But but then stranger things have happened, right? I mean, so you know, you just said that the idea of Microsoft buying out Sega is is crazy, and it does when you say it. Like Microsoft can't just buy Sega. But I think when we say that, like we're thinking like Sega from the nineties and blast processing and Mega Drives and stuff. Like Sega at this point are a publisher, right? Like they yeah. publish third party video games and they've had a really good relationship with Microsoft. And Microsoft have made yeah. it crystal clear that they want to acquire companies like that that can carry the load for them, right? Uh, and 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 that that Japanese thing as well, the angle for that getting... Japanese market. Yeah. So that I think that's the second thing, right? Is for for Xbox, they'll be thinking, well, they have all these games, that's amazing. They have access to all these IPs, that's amazing. We we could do all of that on Xbox, right? And they've been working really, really closely. If you have a look on Game Pass, we've been having more and more of the Yakuza games mm-hmm. cropping up for free on Game Pass, which are obviously a huge IP for Sega at the minute, because um, they publish those games and stuff. So, like, there are ties there, and they've been doing really good business, and yeah, yeah. you know, even if it is, like, we've said even if it's not as big as buying them out right if it turns out to be xbox have come to an agreement with sega they're going to have exclusivity or timed exclusivity on some xbox series x titles also here is the xbox series x sega edition right and it's a blue one like yeah even then like it seems ridiculous but if that's a japan only machine and it's like a blue Xbox. Yeah, and it, it suddenly becomes and, a big collector's item and everyone gets yeah, hyped and all, about well, it. You can have billboards in Japan that just have like a massive Sega logo with okay. just the Series X underneath. Okay, but here's the thing, right? The the the, the hype is that Sega this is this is like the I think they said it's PS five level news, right? That's what they're saying. Now Sega branded Xbox, is that PS five level news? I mean, Sega. Sega getting into the hardware game. Yes, that is. If they had, if they release their own hardware, that's the secret announcement that they're they're putting out their own hardware that's yeah. brand new, that's not been seen before. That is groundbreaking. You know, whether the romantic in me loves that idea. I know, but it, the realist in me says that's no, that's never, it. That's Sega never gonna happen. Working for the past decade to get themselves out of this hole. And then going, oh no, we just put some leaves over the hole and just falling straight back into it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's exactly what would happen. Like exactly they'll be falling like... straight into their own trap. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I honestly think that's the kind of thing that could, because hardware is tough. Like it's a tough market. Absolutely. Like we know, like machines are often sold at a cost, and they don't mm-hmm. make money for years. Nintendo just don't like the reason that so many of Nintendo's machines in the last few years have been so much cheaper mm-hmm. is because they won't sell machines at a cost. So they have to make money on them. And if they're putting out machines that they have to make money on, the easiest way to cut costs is to just have less powerful machines. Yeah. If Sega try and get into that game, it could, it could kill that company completely. You know, I, yeah. I can't see them doing their own hardware. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's it would real. be crazy. It'd be crazy. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out next week. <laughs> we'll talk about yeah, it right I mean, here. Yeah. We'll talk I about mean, also, it. it's absolutely mental that... So I don't know if my date on my screen here is right, but is it June 4th? Are they trying to do that the same day that PlayStation... Because yeah. that's the other thing is, imagine if it is PlayStation going, you think we have Japan now? <laughs> like, <laughs> what if it is PlayStation news, right? What if there's some huge... I mean, that would be a big acquisition as well, right? Like, well, if PlayStation getting Sega? No. Sony. I mean, not the whole company. Sorry, not the whole company, but I mean, like, Sony and PlayStation getting that exclusivity agreement, right? Well, I'm just looking over. Oh, so, I I this story that I'm looking at here around this announcement is so it's a Game Run article. So, it's Kurt Heston's one, right? Um, but yeah, so it looks like something's happening around about the 4th. But also, they're going to be laying out a whole bunch of stuff around Guerrilla Collective, which is kind of like um, you got lots of people doing kind of mini E three events to make up for the fact that E three is there, yeah. and Guerrilla Collective is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the kind of funny guys are working with them and things like that as well. So they're saying that they're going to lay a whole bunch of stuff out between the sixth and the eighth on that as well. So if it is just them going cool, we have a bunch of games ready to go for next gen, and this is what they're going to be, and this is what they're going to look like. It's not new hardware level news but for a publisher announcing a slate of games for launch windows is pretty big mm. i mm. bet there's going to be another really bad 3d sonic game coming out isn't there oh do you know oh it turns into a no. goldfish or something no don't do another bad sonic game they've had such they've had a good run recently and and actually this just ties into another bit of news um that i don't know if you realize this they are making a new sonic film it has been confirmed Second yes. which, which, yeah, which is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they had such a good run with Sonic. Right? Why ruin it? Why yeah. ruin it with a new Sonic 3D game? Oh. I mean, imagine, so they sussed it with Sonic Mania, right? Where they go, oh, maybe we shouldn't be hiring people that don't know what they're doing to make Sonic games. Maybe we should be hiring people <laughs> that are actively making really good Sonic games on the side to come and make Sonic games for us. But the, the fact that, that that someone at the top has to go, let's hire someone who knows what they're doing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> why, why is that part of the... versions of our product. Let's hire them and get them to make our product for us. It's kind of a no-brainer. It makes sense, right? But... Uh, 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 I mean, uh, yeah. It's... Poor Sonic. <laughs> Poor Sonic. Poor Sonic. Um, yeah. Anyway. So uh, we'll we'll find out about that next week. Uh, that is quick aside. Yeah. How mental is it that we've had a new Sonic film announced before a new Detective Pikachu or Pokemon movie? That is crazy. Yeah. Right, like Detective Pikachu is a lot of fun. I think it did pretty well in the box office. Uh, I think it did all it right. Also I think it did all right. Didn't yeah, have yeah. an absolute uproar over all the Pokemon looking like weird rodent mutant people the way that Sonic did either. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. This is true. Uh, I guess. Like, oh, I don't know. Actually, unless yeah. there is a, the there is a Pikachu Pokemon Pikachu sequel 
that we're not aware Oh, there's of. probably one on the works, yeah. It's just weird that they haven't announced it. Well, also, how quickly Sega are going to go, yeah, we'll make another one. Really? Because you barely got through that one. Like, don't I, rush into I it. Wonder, I wonder whether this all ties into the 60th anniversary and the, and the announcement that's coming out. Maybe there's all, it's all, sure. there's, there's all some secret glue holding it together. I don't know. Maybe. What I want is I want them to tell me that they are bringing back, like... I'd, I've always wanted a Sonic the Hedgehog game that looks like the Sonic the Hedgehog comic books. Like, I grew up reading those comic books because I was a Sega kid, right? about this before, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just having it... So, like, those, like, animated sequences that they had for Sonic Mania, which are, like, gorgeous. If you had a game that looked like that... You know the way that... Um, so Nintendo have announced that Paper Origami Mario game, right? The yes, Paper Mario game. Yes, they have, yes. That looks really awesome. I just want a Sonic game that kind of looks like that. I don't think that's too much to ask for. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, we'll uh, we'll uh, call it to the end of uh, our little new segment. Breaking news. Yeah, our breaking news. <laughs> our first ever. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, that next week. Um, that is a lot of next-gen news, though. Uh, so hopefully there'll be some... Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of next-gen news. Yeah, though. yeah. I mean, maybe so we'll... Much. We'll uh, we'll try and dig out some interesting retro news, which isn't really going to be news, but it because it's retro, so it's old. But hey, you never know. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we can we're going to talk about some talking points, I guess, and uh, stuff we're playing. So this is like so this is going to be like a little segment that I think we iron out as we go forward, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're, we're ironing out. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think yeah. the idea of it is we're going to have news and then we're going to have a cool what you want to talk about segment and that's going to be a great, a great amount of fun yeah yeah it is right so uh talking points right so yeah. the first thing to talk about um tying into what we were uh, just mentioning about sega we can move on to the great rival of sega nintendo um tom you brought this to our attention and i actually yes. have seen this it is so this is it looks insane. So this, uh, and you can, what those watching on the video version of this, uh, we are looking at the aerial photo of um, the Nintendo theme park, the Universal Nintendo theme park, um, which I swear every time I look at it, I think it's it's like a, a render. It looks like a cartoon. I mean, it's, it's madness. It's madness. That There's that is, so much going on. I, I just I'm looking at it thinking, what is this? It's it's like, is it a Lego model? I don't know. It's, it's just, I heard rumours that they were doing, um, that they were doing something like this. But uh, I, I, I just, I mean, what? Yeah. What, what is it? Well, so they, they, they've, so they've been working on it for a while, right? And it's this partnership between Nintendo and, and Universal. Who, Universal have their kind of like studio tours and things, and and they do a lot of kind of theme park based stuff, like they're right. equivalent to Disneyland and stuff, right? Yeah. Like Disney World and things like that. And it's part of a partnership for them to try and set up a similar thing with Nintendo around the Super Mario IP and things. And yeah, looking at this picture, there's so much going on. Like you can see all the kind of warp pipes and stuff. What I think looks like a Bowser's castle. It looks insane. And I thought it was just really interesting. Like the little pyramids on the top. I thought it just looked really cool and really interesting. And I don't think... Because everything's Disney now, right? Mm-hmm. So it used to be like, oh, well... If you have Disney World, what else could you have? You could have Star Wars World. You could have, like, Avengers World. And you have all of that in Disney World now. <laughs> like, you can just go there and it's, it's there, right? 
So out of the IPs that Disney haven't swallowed up yet, right? Mario's going to have his own little theme park stuff. We're going to have to go all the way to Japan to visit it. Mm. But hey, that's also an excuse to go to Japan, which sounds amazing. That's true. Um, so there's that. So I want to throw out, out of the remaining IPs that haven't been chewed up by Disney and kind of remolded into dancing stormtroopers and the like, what would you like to see a theme park of? Like, if you were allowed to take one like property, one nerdy thing that you love, preferably video games, because it's a video game type thing, right? That's what the podcast is. What would you want it to be? Oh, you're asking me this, right? Um, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I'll, I'll run you through a couple of mine afterwards. Okay, okay. Uh, no, no, okay. Um, now, it depends, okay? okay there's, there's the child in me that would probably want to choose, like, some ridiculous, childish theme park. Oh, what would it be, though? Uh, the adult in me would like to see some sort of you know about you heard about these um these zombie uh sort of chase oh, like things. experience experience things. things yeah can you imagine like a half life style real life chase experience half life's a good one yeah half life's a good one yeah yeah it's it seems it seems i mean it seems probably a little bit cliche but i mean that'd be awesome especially if they could get a working gravity gun now that would be awesome <laughs> well there's a whole other reasons that would be really awesome i mean i mean you know but even like even like you'd be able to like start on the train and stuff, right? Yeah, like yeah, going you would. Yeah, through yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah, like... yeah, it would. And then you have your whole Raven Home section with the the just like this is like a small horror section where you have to avoid the yeah. crab people. I mean, it'd be terrifying. And it's like I say, it's one hundred percent an adult theme park. But yeah, that's the adult part of me. I'll have to think about like a more a kid friendly one. Oh my god! Just the more I think about it, a half a half a half life theme park would be so cool, and like so like it would look awesome. And it, when I was thinking about this initially, like what would I want? I was thinking about loads of different properties. I feel like they all end up blending into one, which is inevitably just long metal corridors. Yeah. Like my first thing was like, oh, how mental would it be going through like through like Doom? Like if you had yeah, like that... maze like levels with Doom and stuff like that would be really awesome and like big like life-size like cacodemons and stuff like that would be really awesome mm. but it would also very quickly look very similar to 90 percent of other horror shooter yeah. video games right well maybe, maybe you're right maybe a shooter horror isn't isn't the right start because if you think about it i guess ultimately shooter horrors are kind of are like well any fps is essentially a real life game a real life situation simulated in a game so then we'd yeah. be simulating a simulation of a real life situation even though we're adding in horror so you really want to go like full-on fantasy you want to go like mario or sonic that's you know that's really where you want yeah. to go i think so i, I think well I th- yeah i had i had a fun because i was trying to think like right so a playstation obviously now have all their ips and they can utilize that and like a playstation theme want to be really obvious to do right mm-hmm. where you could take you could have like a last of us section you can have a Days Gone section nearby say. just because it's basically the same oh, thing. I'm going to talk about um, Days Gone but... <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> but like, even like the idea of being able to go into like big sort of wooded foresty areas and like have big robot T-Rexes like Horizon Zero Dawn does. Um, mm. I guess, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man, it just happens in New York, so... Maybe this is an issue with most modern games. Maybe 
we have to go retro to get these colourful, crazy lands, or go full-on platformer. So you know your Mario's or your S- you Super Meat Boy. Really cool. Meat Boy would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. However, a little, a little bit terrifying. Just ground up meat everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, somebody yeah. going in every morning with fake blood and just beef burgers and just throwing them on the wall and things. <laughs> and like, you know, um, let's not forget the spinning saws everywhere. But yeah, go on. If they could get it, if they could get it to look right and work right, a Halo one would be really cool. Uh, okay, I suppose the, big, the set the settings it, right, but yeah, you probably have to do a lot of stuff with screens and things, right? Because what Halo does so well is like big scale. Like the first time you look up and you kind of see the Halo ring and stuff. Mm. Like you'd want bits like that. But the idea of like riding in like a warthog. Or you know, like getting into like a like a ghost for the first time and whizzing around, and that would be pretty cool. Mm, mm. Yeah, stuff with like the floods, and then you have all the kind of like alien ships and things. The alien, again, the alien scene, would be, the, and the and the the actual Halo itself would be quite cool. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's all. <sighs> it. Uh... I think it's like it's pretty damning when you think about it that there's no. If you're looking at video games, I don't know any IP that could get away with doing that other than. Mario. Mario, yeah. Or Sonic, potentially. Yeah, I feel like it would end up in financial ruin like everything Sonic does now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and, but uh, I mean, maybe, maybe. Uh, okay. Like, like, going on a real Green Hill Zone and stuff would be great, and like Marvel okay, Zone yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. That'd be and pretty then, you cool. Know, you got a little roller coaster where you're going in really vomity circles. Uh, yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds awful. I don't want to do it. But yeah. there could be a really awesome trampoline section where you're just bouncing high and doing yeah, flips. Like springs and stuff. Yeah. And he's got like you know, like Knuckles and Amy and all, all all Sonic's little mates that could be running around with giant heads. Uh, yeah, I'm not convinced. We talked about Sonic a lot. I feel like Sonic's easy. You want you want to, you know? Okay, something less 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 mainstream, but still quite popular, especially in the retro scene. Dizzy, the little round egg, the Codemasters egg. Dizzy, yeah. Everyone goes nuts about Dizzy. Yeah, I don't get it. It's just too young. I think I think it's just, it's just yeah. I'm just too young. I'm, yeah. I'm aged past it. Okay. Well, we're gonna get we, okay. Public viewers, listeners, um, send us an email with your suggestions. Uh, retro is good if you can go retro, and if you agree with Dizzy, mm. that's me. Go with that. I think Dizzy's a good Dizzy. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't think there's anything else. I don't know what else. I guess you fall back. You fall back into zombies, but a kind of dead rising types. And well, no, because then you'd want to make big weapons and cave people's heads in. And they're actual humans; they're not really zombies. So you're just murdering yeah. people on mass. You worry. You worry that people would get a bit too carried away in those scenarios and actually end up yeah. accidentally killing people. Yeah, I think I think Horizon would be cool. Horizon Zero Dawn would be cool. It'd be like Jurassic Park. I think I prefer Horizon to Halo as a suggestion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Titanfall. Titanfall would be cool. Big robots. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, taking the war and all that violence out of it, yeah. but just walking around in big robots. That would be cool. Metal Gear. Oh, Doing Metal Gear. Stuff and sneaking through stuff with Metal Gear would be amazing. Every now and then you just get a massive... <laughs> We're just listing our favourite games now. This is a... <laughs> this... It would be great. You could have like a like a martial arts dude dress up like Raiden. You could get you could get Vamp wandering around, and you could pick a fight with Vamp and be like, "Ah, oh, these sexual energy is making me really nervous." <laughs> um, it'd be amazing. It'd be really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus, think think about the moment that like you get to like sneak through like an area, and then you come out of the building, and there's like a massive Metal Gear Rex you see for the first time. Like, have you ever been to um, the studio tour, the Harry Potter studio tour? No, I have not. No. no. So there's 
I don't want to ruin it for anyone who does end up going there, but there's a moment in there where like doors open, and you just see like a massive. They do it a few times when you're going through where you kind of turn a corner and sort of unexpectedly you're just faced with this massive like iconic thing from the movies or whatever. Mm. That could be one of them. Like the first time you like go around the corner, you're like, oh my god, Metal Gear Rex, this is awesome. You do it with, like Outer Haven and stuff. I love the Metal Gear series, but I just can't see it translate into a enjoyable, enjoyable is the key here, enjoyable real life experience. Two of them, for good measure, all of that stuff that I just said about Metal Gear, but also, whilst all this has happened, it's also laser tag. Okay, now we're talking. Okay. Right? Now, it's also okay. laser all right, tag okay, at the okay. same time. All right, okay, I can, I can, that. And whenever you get shot, there's like the Metal Gear alert, like the dinner. <laughs> Oh, you could have like NPC players, right? That are just walking around, and if they see you, they they maybe we'll put like blinkers on them so they can only see <laughs> like right? horses. Yeah, like horses. And uh, so, so you could, if you're standing there, they can't see you, right? It's just like real life, just like the game. There you go. Yeah, that's it'd be it. amazing. Yeah, that's it. And like, thing is, it would be really weird for the staff where they look around and go, like, "What do you do? Honestly, what do I do? I walk around. I pretend to be a security guard, and I watch." droves of people stumble around whilst wearing cardboard boxes that's what i do for a living like that's my life <laughs> that's what i get paid for oh the cardboard boxes I... the cardboard boxes would be awesome you're like <laughs> you just have loads of boxes around and people would like go into them and actually run around and go, oh, no, yeah this is brilliant you could this have like it. you could have like the stealth suit from metal gear solid 4 but if there's like little like um oh what do you call them the chips the contactless chips like that kind of technology, yeah, yeah. right? Smart. In different walls, so that when you go like up against the wall, like the little chip will pick up something on the wall and like change to that wall color, so you might hide. Oh, that'd be cool. Probably uh, expensive. Wow, so I was going to say this is this is a Probably very expensive, expensive um, yeah. game theme park uh, playable arena. I guess mm. I can call it. Still sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. I I always thought personally, just a slight side skewer, the best. The best kind of real life gaming scenario would be combining paintball and go karting. So it'd be kind of like uh, Mario Kart meets paintball. paintball. <laughs> but, do you know? But you, you, so you know, know what you, you mean. Yeah. You dro- you're driving around and you get to paintball people. It'd be. Uh... I feel like the last thing that you want people to get excited in go karts to be doing. It's preoccupying themselves with shooting at the same time. Oh, no, time. no, no. It had to be like a gunner's station, so someone would have to stand at the back of your go Oh, and like, cool. You, know, you could do, imagine doing like, in the Halo one, you could have like like an area where you have like drivers, like professional drivers in the Warthogs, and you could be like a gunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You could have red versus blue and stuff. It'd be amazing. And, and obviously, if you're, if you're actually, you know, paintballing yourself, you won't be able to drive and paintball. We'd have to do some sort of mechanism where yeah. your paintball gun starts the vehicle or something like that, so you can't shoot. I, th- I think it's put it in like a key. Oh, yeah, 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 that'd be quite cool. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So that that whilst it's not necessarily really like a video game, I've just you know gone. Over. There's there's a Mario Kart element, real life another, Mario Cool. It wouldn't be like a theme park thing, but it would be like a cool experience. Is to yeah. go and like experience an actual Mortal Kombat tournament, like. Wait, like to, no. <laughs> No, you literally go. It's like a martial arts no. show, but nobody has to actually die. Nobody has to. Uh, die. Then it's not a Mortal like, Kombat tournament. It's just a martial arts tournament. 
but it's a martial arts tournament, but they use like special effects and stuff. Like, people that have been, I don't know, Harry Potter's done a really good job of expanding its IP and realizing. But like when people go and see The Cursed Child, and they're like, it's insane because you go to a theater and like a stage play, but you're literally watching a magic show at the same time. Really? Like, there's, yeah, like I've heard lots of people say, like, there's bits in it where, oh, something's magic's going to happen. And then it happens, and the scene ends, and you go, wait, how did that happen? Like, story aside, like, how did they do that? Okay. It's like smoke okay. and mirrors. All if you right. can magic away the violence and stuff. Okay, all right. Yeah. So how would... Uh, yeah, okay, all right, all right. Well, yeah, all right. Okay, well... <laughs> that's, that's... Plus, how hype is it going to be going through, like, a big, like, you know, like the Japanese archways that you have, like, temples? One of those, right? With, like, a Mortal Kombat logo and just the music. Technically, that's the music from How the film. How hype is that That would be quite good. Well, that would be quite good. All right. It should be the music for every game ever. All right. It's the best. <laughs> should, we should put these to a vote, right? We should just put, let's, let's, let's list them all out and we'll say to the people, vote for your best theme park idea. All right. So we got, um, obviously, boring old uh, Mario World. Whatever. All right. Sonic World. Don't put that. Don't put that in the poll. It's already happened. We've already got that. Oh, we don't want that. Okay, okay. So Sonic World, uh, Mortal Kombat World, uh, the Half Life World, uh, the real life, uh, real life Halo. No, Halo World. We say Halo World. Uh, I've already yeah, forgotten. I feel like Halo might have done something like this before. Actually, I feel Halo like World. Just stolen an idea that already, like a Halo experience. I, so far, I'm like it's grown on me. The Metal Metal Gear Solid um, uh, stealth uh, laser tag arena. That's my favourite so far. I think um, Mario Kart with paintballs. Yeah, we'll put it to the vote and see what people say. Or you can just email in. Right, I'm just having a look, and it does look like oh my god, yeah, there is literally a Halo one of these already. I stole someone's idea. I say someone. Oh, I saw Tom, an idea from the biggest company in the world. Tom, Tom. It actually looks really sick as well. It looks really cool. I'll give them that. Okay. Halo the... Outpost Discovery. If you want to have a look at it. Okay. Halo Outpost Discovery. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting ideas there. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, something new uh, or old. Uh, I have uh, I have been. Uh, we talked about this just touching briefly. Uh, Days Gone. Uh, I I I bring up Days Gone a lot with Tom. Um, yeah, yeah. I have been playing it. Uh, to well, so The Last of Us is coming out, right? The Last of Us Two is coming out, and I love The Last of Us Two. So I wanted to play the my the first game, uh, but I played it so many times. I thought, okay, well, I play something that's kind of like The Last of Us, but it looks wholly original and entertaining. And Days Gone. Uh, when they started releasing trailers, it was looking good. It was on disc. So is it currently on uh, discount? I believe it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So Days of Play, Sony are running their Days of Play thing. I think it might have finished right. yesterday, actually. Oh, but you true. could get it for about sixteen quid. Okay. So it's, it's a weird one because Days of Play is like a retail-only sales thing. So you've got to go to like Game or Smiths or Argos. Ah, right, right. But obviously, all those retailers are closed. So like, I looked, and I was going to buy Days Gone because I've still not played Days Gone. Yeah. Because it's like sixteen quid, right? I was like, oh, 16 quid for it, that's, that's great. By the time you go onto the game and you look, well, all of a sudden you've got, like, £5 delivery, which, like, it's an envelope, guys, come on. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. But, yeah, it is just reduced I will, at the minute. I will save you the bother, okay? Because 
it is such a weird game. I hate it and like it and love it at the same time. It is just the most annoying game that really I kind of can't help but like. But the reason I like it is because it is so much like The Last of Us and also every other good like open world zombie game. Not that what, but you know, basically they've taken all the elements of your Assassin Creeds and your Far Cries in the open world sense and combined it with your Dead Risings and your Last of Us mechanics and they've made this game that is wholly unoriginal with not very interesting protagonist and a bit of a choppy main story but there are moments of such greatness in that game and you think why could not all the game be thus and and also it's too long it is way too long so that was uncommon playing what it made me think of is what games have you been playing recently that you absolutely hate but you have to continue to play because you can't help but want to because that is what days gone has done to me right now it's made me just uh, but i love it but i hate it but i love it okay i'm i'm gonna be honest so i'm at the point now and i think everybody should be at the point now and it's a little bit cutthroat so it feels a bit mean but in 2020 I knew, the minute I'm this. Not I knew you were going to say this. I'm out. I'm out. I'm like, this is this is everything now, right? So as a rule, I... any movie gets 15 minutes. Any TV show, I'll give an episode, maybe two. Any video game, uh... three, four hours. And after that, I'm done. But I'm like, this is what's been weird about Days Gone, right? Is I So we spoke about this, I think, way before Days Gone was coming out. Mm. Is Sony banned to so the studio behind Days Gone? I'm a fan of, because I, I love the PlayStation Vita. I'll always go next to the PlayStation Vita. And Sony Band were the guys that did Uncharted Golden Abyss. So they essentially put, yes. legitimately moved an Uncharted game off the PlayStation 3 at the time, put it on a Vita. And other than the occasional kind of mandatory, like, oh, there's a camera on the back, so you've got to show it to the light because it's new hardware and we've got to show you what it can do. There's a couple of annoying bits like that. But for the most part, they put together a really, really good Uncharted game. And I really enjoyed it. So when it's like, oh, well, they're going to get you know a bumped up budget and they're going to make a huge first-party PlayStation game. And you think about how PlayStation supports those first parties, that sounds awesome. Mm. And just the closer it got to launch, the more I was like, I don't think I'm overly interested. And then the reviews came out and everyone's like, it's fine. And I don't think it's their fault. I think if this game came out a couple of years ago, it would have mm. been fine. Yeah, And like, I think I think Sony and PlayStation are going to run the risk of this going forward. I think where if you think about Spider Man, there's obvious Batman DNA in that and the stuff. Of course there is because like those those Arkham games have, yeah. have set the tone for Iconic. that, right? Yeah, Iconic, yeah, and the, the way the games are built up and even Horizon Zero Dawn, there's elements of you know kind of a Far Cry or an Assassin's Creed in there. So they're going to be like video game staples now. Mm. But you're towing such a fine line between, oh, we're going to use these things from another game that work and going, we're going to build our game on the framework of something else, which is kind of what I felt like Days Gone had done. They've yeah. been told, right, don't worry about gameplay and stuff too much. We need interesting single-player narrative games. That's what we want on PlayStation. That's how we shift units. And the problem with that is as soon as you have, like, I look at that protagonist, I'm like, oh, it's a shit Daryl from The Walking Dead. He really likes motorbikes. And they're like, oh, you've got to make sure you remember to refuel your motorbike. And I'm like, oh no, my God. I don't want to do refuel. that. It's so annoying. This is what I mean, though. Uh, that it, ha- it, it, it is Naughty Dog, Sony, DNA, all the way through that game. You can see it. 
It is a, yeah. it is made with the PlayStation, but they've just bolted on this really superficial. If they want to make a narrative game, they went by the wrong way because they bolted on a really superficial story, really superficial characters, and it's just oh so disappointing. Uh, I know what you mean about picking games. T- time is really important, especially uh, at the moment. Things are a bit different. We've got shut yeah. down. If I, 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 if I'm honest, I started the game before lockdown. We locked down, and I was like, I wouldn't have carried on playing it if we were still open. If the shop was still open, if the arcade vaults were still open, I would not waste my time on that game. Mm. But I had nothing else to do, so I'm playing through it. And it's, it, yeah, I agree. I, I'd rather pick and you get, but I, I don't also have the. I'm honest. I'm a bit older than uh, the most. I don't have the capability to multitask games as much as I used to. So I'm, I've picked this yeah. game. I'm sticking with it, and I'm gonna. I've got, I want to complete it now. I'm stubbornness. <laughs> I was just so annoyed. I thought I was. I was. I was. We had the conversation a couple of weeks ago, and I thought. I thought I'd finished it. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! I've actually finished the game. Thank you." And then I opened up this entire new section of the game, and it's like at least another fifteen. Oh, there's nothing 15, worth, right? And I'm talking about a main story here. There's at least probably another ten or fifteen hours worth of playthrough left. I think I'm estimating. Uh, that's not including all the side quests and all that. And I'm like, just if you'd ended the game. Back then, I probably would have liked you more. Now I, I hate you a little bit more because yeah. I have to finish you. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, I guess if you haven't got a game like that that you're stuck on, then that's probably a good thing. I uh, I have to it's, play it now. It, it's a tough one, right? And again, like you invest so much time, you feel like you have to finish it. Yeah. But like, so I was telling you earlier, so I've just started replaying um, The Outer Worlds. So Obsidian's yeah. out The Outer Worlds, right? And the reason I started playing that again is... So I was watching a bunch of stuff from Noclip, who are Danny O'Dwyer's um, kind of documentary company. So if you don't know Noclip, they're amazing. They produce like really well-made documentaries about the behind the scenes of making video games. They've done something like id Software, and they've got one coming up for Arcane. No, they've one just landed for Arcane Studios for the Dishonored guys. And I'd watched a bunch of stuff they've done for the Outer World. And one thing that they said throughout that is like they were worrying that it was going to be too short. Like, oh, we don't have the time and the money that we would to do this game properly. We'd want it bigger. But if push comes to shove, if the departing thought of a gamer is, ah, oh, man, it was really great. I just wish there was more. That's way better than the alternative, which is sitting there 50 hours in going, oh, my God, <laughs> like, I can't, right? And I think that's really that, true. Like, I'm going yeah, back yeah. and I'm replaying The Outer Worlds now because at the time, it was kind of back to back. And I think we were worrying about other games coming out. Mm. or something so i just got through the outer worlds and i know i missed a lot because i know how deep those guys make video games i was like i've missed stuff and i might go back i probably won't da, da, da. then covid happened all the games that i was going to be playing over the last few months have been delayed mm-hmm. i mean the last game that came out that i was planning on playing was final fantasy 7 remake and since then we've not really had anything so I've just got this window so i'm going back and playing it again i'm like great i'm probably going to end up clocking the same amount of time on two playthroughs of the Outer Worlds, <laughs> as you have done on Days Gone, and I'm still going to leave the Outer Worlds going. It's just great. It's such a good game. You know, I'm going to leave with better spirits, right? I, I this, this is the other thing is being a PC gamer from the start. I, I so I used to be quite a PC gamer. I've had a queue of PC games that have just got long, and I've had a whole bunch of recommendations of more PC games. And I w- would be rather playing those PC games right now than torture myself with this. But I just. You know, PC gaming isn't designed really for the living room, and I haven't got a space anymore, not having the shop open. Uh, yeah. So I'd rather be playing those games. I think, given a better choice, and 
bit more money, I would definitely not be playing it. I just, yeah, I just now I have to finish it. I have to finish it. Oh, I mean, it's it's one that like even with everything you're saying, right? Like, there's a sense of duty behind. Oh man, I backed the Vita for so long. I flew the flag for Uncharted oh, for so wait. long. Hold on a second. You backed the Vita. You've not mentioned this to me before, Tom. Oh. I did not know that you were a fan of the Vita. Right. <laughs> not a big spoiler. Not a plot spoiler or anything, right? Okay. But from that Last of Us Part 2 segment that they put in. Okay. No, no story or narrative trailers here, right? Okay. But a PlayStation Vita is featured in that, in I that saw. Okay. I cannot stress how hard I popped for that. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Because <laughs> you know that's like Neil and the guys at Naughty Dog just be like, let's just check a Vita in. It's pretty funny, wasn't it? <laughs> like, <laughs> and honestly, I was so high. And it was so like the sequence that it's in, like there's there's a NPC that's playing in the Vita and you can kind of faintly hear the music coming out of the headphones that it's plugged into and it's the music for um, Hotline Miami. Okay. And it immediately threw me back where I was like, that was, I remember seeing a friend playing Hotline Miami on Mac, I think, weirdly. Um, I'd be like, that looks cool, but I don't really do mouse and keyboard gaming. I'm not a big fan of it. It just doesn't sit right with me. Then it comes out on the Vita and I'm like, shit, yeah, let's go. That is a <laughs> perfect Vita game. I slip, I pumped hours into that game on Vita. Um, so yeah, I, I, I stand by the Vita. And like, I stand by Sony Bend as well. It doesn't sound like they've made a bad game with these guns. You know, like they haven't. Everyone's been like, it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, let's okay. not forget that like fine games can happen all the t- time to like the best studios. Like we were we're all going crazy because Ghost of Tsushima looks amazing. Mm. And Infamous One and Two were two of the best games on the PlayStation Three. Oh, and Infamous Second yeah. Son was fine. Yeah, that's exactly it how it was fine. It was fine. It was you know? okay. And if that's it, if the worst that you can do is go it wasn't money wasted, then you know that's not too bad, I guess. I, I would if it was five, if if Days Gone was a fiver or whatever it was on the you know the thing just finished. Uh, yeah, I would recommend it. I'd say get it. You know, dip, dip a couple of hours in. There are some interesting mechanics. There's some really great moments. Problem is, a lot of the great moments happen later on in the game. But uh, whew, chore. I think a game shouldn't be yeah. a chore. You think back to uh, the problem with some of the Assassin's Creed games. Um, when they start to get repetitive and become like really like grindy, I hate games where you have to grind. That's what it feels yes, like yeah. sometimes in days gone. So, yeah, it's a game that I think. So PlayStation have their PlayStation hits like imprint, don't they? Where a game's been out for a certain amount of time. Cool, we're not making money at full price retail anymore. We'll drop it to fifteen quid. Put a PlayStation hit. So it used to be platinum on PlayStation two and three, didn't it? Yeah, I think that's a game that's going to have really good legs on that i think it's like it's going to be a great addition to playstation now when it lands on playstation now the fact that it's not already on playstation now or playstation plus is insane to me Mm. like i don't know how they do the numbers there but that is a game that's surely at this point any money that that game has made it's been made already so it's just brand reinforcement it's just going cool here's here's a thing that we have and it's pretty good and you might enjoy it like that it wasn't so we had what Call of Duty World War 2 and Battlefront 2 has the PlayStation Plus game this month. Oh yeah, and they put out it. yeah, and they put out a couple of games earlier on in the month as well, yeah. didn't they, where they were just giving them away for COVID. Insane to me that with everything going on in the world, they didn't give I also feel bad for Sony Band, where Sony Band must have been sitting there going, Come on guys, please, like give this game to people. Like people need something to play. 
it's not perfect, but it's a good game. Give it to them, and that way, even if they don't enjoy it, people it talk was about free. it. What are you complaining about? You yeah, know? like yeah. get the conversation going. I mean, it would have been a perfect game. For that, yeah. Anyway, mixed mixed feelings. Yeah, worst case scenario, you'd have been going. Yeah, it's got all these problems, but you know, it was free. Mm. Like, didn't cost me anything, so I don't feel that bad about it. I'll tell you what. It sounds like uh, it's a time sink as well. Which... It's a time sink. Uh, next next time we talk, uh, I will I will update you very briefly this time on uh, how I feel if I get any game time into it because I'm I'm really close to the end. I'm this close to the end now, so I will talk yeah. to you more about it then. But uh, yeah, um... in summary, that we can say days gone. Uh, however, I strongly recommend the Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds as well. Mm. You can get it on PlayStation. It's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. But also, they just—I think this this week, last week—launched a version of that on the Nintendo Switch as well. So I did hear something about that. I did. Yeah. So if you wanted a big, because like, to be clear, Outer Worlds is a Fallout game in space through and through to the very DNA of it. Like I went through most of that game just talking to people, and if the chat didn't go right, I would kill them. That's Fallout One Hundred and One, right? Yeah. I'm despite having it on my Xbox One X and loving it. If I <laughs> It's 50 quid on a Switch, which is expensive. Yeah. But the idea of, again, in a no-COVID world where I have to go to work and sit at a lunch table, I would probably yeah. I'd probably be buying it. So the Outer Worlds is great. Yeah. Um, so if you don't want to commit to Days Gone. <laughs> I will also say uh, that, that we had, to, I had some confusion earlier because I've been thoroughly recommended The Outer Wilds, which is a very different game from The Outer Worlds. Yes. Uh, also Outer- really good, though. Also really good. Uh, the Outer Wilds was nominated for a number of awards and won a couple, a bunch I think. Of game of the year yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think Indie Game and Indie Spirit Awards and stuff like that. Did, and it, it really wasn't on my radar until a friend of uh, a friend of mine introduced me very, very briefly to it, uh, just before lockdown, actually. Um, so uh, it's not, I don't believe it's on console. I think it's PC only. Is that right? No. Um, I Give me a second. I'm relatively sure it's available on Game Pass as well, you know. But maybe it's, it's definitely uh, available on Xbox. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's Microsoft Xbox PC only. Um, because uh, we're talking about the Outer Worlds, I think if we're going to recommend a game, which I guess is now a segment, our recommendation of the week. Got uh, a whole segment. Who yeah. saw that coming? It's, uh, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I did. Tom, I guess yours is uh, the Outer Worlds. Yes, Outer Worlds. I would go for the Outer Worlds. Um, yeah. It's fantastic. It's really, really good. And it's especially if anybody was a little bit disappointed that they didn't get that fallout feeling and atmosphere and tone from fallout 4 or fallout 76 even um move your attention to the our uh, our worlds it's okay. it's incredible it's a really great game and just because i haven't prepared uh but this but for this segment but also because it's been recommended to me and it ties in with what tom said i'm gonna recommend the outer wilds it's a good show okay. it's a good show yeah. Also a really good game, yeah. Also a really good game. There you go. Um, uh, if you can get hold of it, that is. Uh, did you find out if it's available on non... Um, I'm struggling to find it. Uh, okay. I'm going to find it, though. If you find links, we'll, means... we'll stick them on the... Uh, here. Yeah, so I know here. Outer Worlds definitely is, because Obsidian Entertainment, they're owned by Microsoft. So um, I know for a fact that that is, I think generally as a rule, if it's an Xbox first-party title at this point, uh, it's it's going to be on there. I'm an Outer Wilds. It looks like it is. Yeah, included with Game Pass Ultimate. So, yeah. Um, okay. And that's on PC and Xbox as well. So Okay, cool. All right. Uh, that's uh, our talking points of the week for now. There you go. Uh, yeah, so. 
Right, so, uh, uh, so we are going to talk about the Arcade Vaults just briefly. Um, so we're not just a podcast. Uh, the Arcade Vaults uh, is uh, a community for people who make games, play games, love anything to do with games. Uh, so, and you know, we've got a physical venue in Cardiff, in Wales, um, uh, and now we're all over the world with our podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, we've got uh, in this in these weird times that are difficult for a lot of people. We're trying to entertain people uh, out there in the world with our virtual content until we can physically open again. So we are doing some online events and streams and that kind of thing. So upcoming, we have um, uh, the team playing Overcooked Two on Mondays. Uh, we are also doing a quiz on the thirteenth of June. That is um, uh, an online quiz. Watch, take part. There'll be more information on our usual channels. Uh, you'll see at the end of the podcast, we'll put all that information in there. And uh, Tom and I will be uh, taking a break this week uh, from our usual Wednesday stream. We shall resume that. Uh, I don't know if we've got a game selected yet, Tom, for this, have we? Um, no, we scratched the surface on the on the kind of snares games on the entertainment system yeah but if anyone has any ideas for games that'd be cool to play yeah. let us know because yeah let us know let us yeah, know. keep it fresh yeah we've got uh we've got uh the ability to play switch and ps4 games together uh either mm-hmm. that or individually play xbox or ps4 uh pc games uh, so yeah, uh, that is all we have this week. So um, going forward, we are going to be having guests on our stream. Uh, so starting next week, we are going to have uh, Duffid from Rules of Play on. He has agreed to come and talk. Ooh. Uh, talk about games. He is a gamer himself, a bit of a Street Fighter player i know he likes to think he's a good as... street fighter player uh, i've beaten him a couple of times i've beaten him a couple of I times i suck at street fighter he's uh, whatever times he's played me at street fighter he's absolutely battered me because oh, i'm yes. no good yeah uh, so <laughs> i've beaten you at street fighter tom uh, <laughs> everyone's beating me at street fighter chris yeah someone put mario Kart on let's go <laughs> oh no 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 we won't do that uh so um if you have questions for us or for him uh send us an email send us a message uh send us anything we have a list of platforms and stuff that we're on here and here uh just send us a question and we shall try to answer that uh said this is our first one so it's uh we haven't got a guest lined up just yet but we will in the future uh yeah that's about it i think um, uh, I so yeah is there anything else housekeeping wise I, um, I mean i guess email segments we want to do so yeah like q a's like you said any questions always welcome um, oh, Patreon, we've launched alongside everything yes, else, right? Yes, that's yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Patreon, I did actually, I can note this. Uh, so Patreon is the, is our big new thing. So uh, what we're doing uh, is, uh, in order to, uh, we've already said, in order to entertain people with doing this content stuff, we're sort of segueing into doing quite a few new things online, including this weekly podcast. We're also going to be creating some new exciting content, uh, original informative videos created by our team, and you shall learn something, and it'll be funny and entertaining. (laughs) Um, But uh, in order to help us out with that, and also just generally to keep the Arcade Vaults sort of like alive, we have launched a Patreon. 
Uh, Tom, you'll probably best be able to describe what Patreon is to people who don't know. Yeah, yeah. So if you've not come across Patreon before, um, it's it's not crowdfunding the way that you've probably heard of crowdfunding. Um, it's not like you're kind of. It's all about getting people together. You know, we operate at the Arcade Vaults as as a community and trust company, right? So the idea of it was always. You know, we're not looking to make millions. We're not looking to be driving fast cars and things like that. It's about making sure that there's somewhere for people to come in Cardiff and now in light of COVID and everything, it's somewhere for people to come and get together online and just talk about video games, hang out, play video games, do things like that. Um, and Patreon's a really great place for us to kind of help in the pursuit of that. So you can sign up to a Patreon um, for free. It doesn't cost you anything to sign up. Um, you can kind of follow us there and you can also subscribe to us as a patron. Um, it starts at a pound a month um, and it sounds like it's a little bit of money, but you know, when that adds up, it's, it's really, really, um, it's huge for a business like us, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think especially in times like this, you know, we were, we were so happy kind of, you know, coming, coming into the new year and, and like a lot of businesses, um, it's, it's scary, you know, we, we look like we're going to be okay and we've improvised and we, we've, we've try things that are different and things are going so smoothly compared to what I think a lot of businesses are going through. So every little helps on, on yeah. every single ground, you know, um, and on that, like not just us as well. Like we, we have our Patreon, but if you're local to Cardiff, support your local businesses, you know, it goes such a long, long way. So many places Absolutely. are already shutting doors, you know, working through town already is scary. Some places that I used to love going are already gone. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be there. We're stubborn like that. <laughs> you know, we have been since day one. Yeah. Um, you know, we yeah. want to make sure that if you're into video games, that you have somewhere to come and hang out with people that are into that stuff. And for now, Patreon's the best way for you to kind of come and, and support us doing that. Uh, from a money perspective, if you don't have that money, social media, always social media. You know, liking, sharing, things like, like that goes a long way as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're um we're on uh so we're on multiple platforms. We you will be able to subscribe to our video content on Twitch and YouTube, uh, and Mixer if you really want to as well. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't laugh every time we say Mixer out loud. <laughs> Sorry, but we uh, uh, you you can get you'll, you'll be able to get live content from us both on YouTube, Twitch, and and uh, Mixer both on all all of them. Uh, we're also on Periscope and Facebook if you want. Um, for uh, for this kind of content, uh, for the podcast, just subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, if you want to share, uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And uh, if you want to donate, we're on Patreon, 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 uh, Patreon. Patreon. Um, yeah. So we are we are everywhere. You will not get rid of us that easily. Yeah. We're not <laughs> um, going anywhere. We're not um, going anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think that will bring our first ever podcast to an end. Uh, we shall. No right. Yeah, I know. We shall. We, I know. We were talking about doing this for a long time. Yeah, a long, yeah. long time. Uh, we had a lot. It's of te- weird. Yeah. No one likes a global pandemic, but it forces you to kind of dig into the well a little bit. So it's been fun doing this. Stuff. Yeah, has, yeah. Um, we uh, <laughs> we we're, we're new to this, so forgive any technical difficulties. But uh, you know. Yeah, and also like. We, we said Q&A segment, so if you want, like, questions read out loud and stuff, like, we can do that through Q&A. But also, yeah, if you have do. any feedback, like, let us know. Absolutely. You know? Um, Absolutely. I'm sure when it comes to, you know, the podcast going out there, I mean, my social media, Chris's social media, um, personally as well will be, I mean, mine will, mine will anyway. So, the Arcade Vaults and us personally, just, just reach out. Yeah, you know? absolutely. We want to be talking about stuff. 
Yeah. And also, this is for you. This is to keep you entertained as much as us, because we're yeah. twiddling our thumbs. <laughs> we, 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 yeah. Tom and I can talk about games all day long. We just happen to and be this recording happen this one. Anyway, right? yeah, this, so, yeah. this is just this is just us putting it on film. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, please get in touch and let us know. And um, thank you all very much for paying attention and watching us so far. We shall be back next week at uh, the same mm-hmm. time. And uh, enjoy your weeks. Keep safe. Keep healthy and speak to you soon, everyone. Bye.